Welcome to our time of prayer and reflection on the fifth Sunday of Easter, 2nd of May, 2021. Let us pray. God of glory, by the raising of your Son, you have broken the chains of death and hell. Fill your church with faith and hope, for a new day has dawned, and the way to life stands open in our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we listen to a great hymn of praise, all creatures of our God and King.
A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got down and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you're reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with the scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptised? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptised him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. This is the word of the Lord. And now a reading from Psalm 22, verses 25 to 31. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. I will perform my vows in the presence of those that fear you. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord shall praise him. Their hearts shall live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall bow before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. How can those who sleep in the earth bow down in worship, or those who go down to the dust kneel before him. He has saved my life for himself. My descendants shall serve him. This shall be told of the Lord for generations to come. They shall come and make known his salvation to a people yet unborn, declaring that he, the Lord, has done it. Amen. And our Gospel reading today is from John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers, 
such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the Gospel of the Lord. How can I understand unless someone guides me? A talk for the fifth Sunday of Easter. How can I understand what I am reading unless someone guides me? The Ethiopian traveller asked Philip. This African was a man on a journey looking for direction. And he put Philip in the same position as you or I sometimes find ourselves when tourists pull up alongside us on the road and ask, how do I get to such and such a place? Now, I think that in this case, with the question the Ethiopian asked, Philip might have justifiably given the classic reply, well, if you want to get there, I wouldn't start from here. For if you were asked to explain the story of God, to tell the good news of Jesus to someone who was asking to be directed towards it, I doubt you'd think of starting with these stark and terrifying words of Isaiah which the Ethiopian was reading. They seem to describe the victim of a lynching. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. His life is taken away from the earth. Well, if you want to get there, I wouldn't start from here. But the thing is, this was the place the Ethiopian was at. This seeker after truth had opened the holy book, discovered these ancient words which, although they'd been written 700 years previously, felt contemporary to him. He recognised that this was the right place for him to begin. Maybe in Isaiah's description of a humiliated outsider, he'd seen something of himself and he wanted to know where this story would go from there. For this story felt so close to his story. We cannot fully understand his position, of course, from this distance in time and place, but from the way our own society works, we can make some confident assumptions about the way that others in the court of the Sudanese queen would view an emasculated man. More on eunuchs in a minute about the vulnerability of a black man travelling an unknown road through foreign territory. The term Ethiopian was used by the people of that time in the same way that the word black is used by us today. And royal courts made a practice of employing eunuchs, we're told, for the safety of the queen and other female royals, which meant that, if you'll excuse me talking about genitalia for a moment, they were either emasculated from birth or they had to allow themselves to be castrated to gain their employment, like a ram lamb being led to the shed for his rubber ring. Putting it in today's crude terms, here is a black queer, a gender bender. He was in a middling job serving wealth but it's quite likely that, given his characteristics, it was the only work anyone would give him, and he had to suffer for it. If so, then, like Isaiah's sheep led to slaughter, he knew what humiliation was. 
and feeling the effects of society's prejudices and injustices, which I'd imagine he'd encountered on a daily basis. If this black traveller knew what struggle was, then by the end of his encounter with Philip on the Gaza road, he also knew deep, unrelenting joy. For in that carriage, Philip took him on a mental journey, which helped the Ethiopian understand the connection between Isaiah's suffering servant and the life and witness and power of Jesus. We don't know what Philip said exactly, but however he explained it, this tale of how God came to earth to show how love can overcome evil marked a place of transformation on the African man's spiritual voyage. He'd come to the crossroads and it wasn't the devil he found there, it was the saviour. The story of Jesus' last days was suffering, humiliation and justice denied. But it ended with resurrection triumph of love and forgiveness over enmity and hatred. The Ethiopian eunuch recognised himself in that struggle and wanted to share in that glory. In an instant he asked to be baptised. His words inspired one of the great African-American spirituals centuries hence. Take me to the water, he demanded. In light of this episode, it is striking to observe that today African Christianity is flourishing, as it is also in Asia and South America, that these churches' vigorous life in Jesus' good news is bearing great fruit. It is an often quoted statistic that the average Anglican in our world today is black, female, and in her late teens or early twenties. Surely this demonstrates how the power released by the story which Philip told that African seeker after truth is as active and potent a power today as it's ever been. It is equally true that the established Western churches fettered to the hubristic culture of old colonial empires are withering on the vine, energetic only for self-preservation agnostic about the struggles of the minority peoples among us. But our story needn't end there. Don't you think that this exchange between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch so many years ago feels contemporary in the way it speaks of justice, renewal and redemption to people in our society whose life experience is one of humiliation and injustice those who get treated as outsiders and are searching for affirmation and hope. There are people like that in our community, in our orbit. If only they could hear and understand this story, the good news it offers to them. As the Ethiopian eunuch said to Philip, how can I unless someone guides me? Will you and I be like Philip to them?
Let us pray. We pray to Jesus who is present with us to eternity. Jesus, light of the world, bring the light and peace of your gospel to the nations. Jesus, bread of life, give food to the hungry and nourish us all with your word. Jesus, our way, our truth, our life, be with us and all who follow you in the way. Deepen our appreciation of your truth and fill us with your life. Jesus, good shepherd, who gave your life for the sheep, recover the straggler, bind up the injured, strengthen the sick, and lead the healthy and strong to new pastures. Jesus, the resurrection and the life, we give you thanks for all who have lived and believed in you. Raise us with them to eternal life. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy hear us, accept our prayers, and be with us always. Amen. In our prayers today, we pray for the work of Gavi, the Global International Vaccine Alliance, helping people in low-income countries access the COVID-19 vaccine. With the Worldwide Anglican Church, today we pray for the Episcopal Church in Jerusalem and the Middle East, and particularly the current multi-faith youth project based in Cairo District, distributing Ramadan cartons to needy families. In our community, Today we pray for those who have spent much of the past year shielding indoors in the anxiety and the hope of re-emerging into fellowship with others and a fuller social life. We pray for all those we know in ill health amongst St Robert Hurd, Joan Robson, the Reverend Jonathan Oldfield, as we pray for their recovery we pray also for those caring for them and for others who are on our hearts today. And we remember those who have died, amongst them Jane Lodge, Pat Troughton, Barry Martland and Elga Balmford, giving thanks for their good lives well lived and looking forward to a day when we will be reunited with them in glory. In God's heaven, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, have overcome death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that, as by your grace going before us, you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help we may bring them to good effect, through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. 
Our closing hymn today is Christ Be Our Light.
close with this blessing. God the Father, by whose love Christ was raised from the dead, open to you who believe the gates of everlasting life. God the Son, who in bursting from the grave has won a glorious victory, give you joy as you share the Easter faith. God the Holy Spirit, who filled the disciples with the life of the risen Lord, empower you and fill you with Christ's peace and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.